My oh my, Magic Johnson steps down as the president of the Los Angeles Lakers. This is Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Now, this is Women's Sports Wednesday. I'm doing it a little bit early. It's not tw- it's not 12 o'clock yet. It's not Wednesday yet. But I'm going to do Wednesday, Women's Sports Wednesday a little bit earlier today. But man, oh man, Magic Johnson steps down as the Lakers president. And uh, it was really shocking to see when I was scrolling through ESPN and I found out that Magic had stepped down. And one of the reasons why he stepped down was because he didn't want, he didn't like the idea of firing people. He didn't like the idea of trading people. He didn't like the idea that he could not tweet uh, a congratulations to Russell Westbrook, that he couldn't go to a Miami game when Dwayne Wade, his little brother, in Magic's words, uh, he couldn't go and celebrate him. Like he wanted to, you know, they was, he couldn't work out with Ben Simmons and, and teach him the ways. He couldn't go out and mentor Serena Williams when she called him. And it makes me think that Magic Johnson, he just was not the right guy for the Lakers as a president. He's the When I look at Magic Johnson, he's still the great player. He's the face of the Lakers if you're talking about what a Laker is supposed to look like. And what I mean by look like, I'm talking about a guy... Who's got as much personality as skill? There's no, there's never been a player quite like Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson helped revive the NBA in the 80s. He is the prototypical point guard. He was a six foot nine point guard who could pass and distribute the ball like no one else. And to be six foot nine and do that. It's just absolutely incredible. It is astonishing. It is remarkable. That is what Magic Johnson was his whole career. But for for this to happen, it really, really shocks me. But then it, I understand it because he wasn't able to do and move the way he used to move. And Magic, he works better when he's carefree. He works better when he can just be him. And when you're a president of a basketball operations, there's limitations to what you can do. But I will say this. He mentioned the people that he liked to work with. He said he mentioned Jeannie Buss. He said he mentioned working with the brothers. He said he mentioned working with other people. But you know the per- and then he, but then another thing he mentioned, he said he didn't like the backstabbing and he didn't like the whispers. But the only person who did not acknowledge that he liked to work with was guess who? That man, the person who worked right under him, okay? It was Kobe Bryant's former agent, Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka was not mentioned with Magic Johnson, which some could allude, some could allude that that could be the reason why Magic is no longer a Laker. Because maybe it was... Maybe, because I don't want to get sued. Maybe it was Rob Palenka that forced Magic's hand to put down the mantle as the president of basketball operations. Maybe it was Rob Palenka's plan to dismantle Magic Johnson. It's allegedly, you know, maybe, 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 you know. Could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. Just putting it out there. Because the only person he did not mention was Rob Lincoln. And that is something to be said. And it's unfortunate. 
because this is kind of a stain on Magic Johnson's light when it comes to how people view him. For me, I will always view Magic as Magic. He'll always be that six foot nine point guard, that guy who who his face just shined on the NBA. That's what great magic is. What greatness looks like, and that's what magic will always be to me. But I do know that he did not do what was necessary to be the president of basketball operations as a Laker, and it was mainly because of LeBron James' injury. But it was also because the players, when LeBron was hurt. They did not do what they were supposed to do. This is not all Magic's fault. Yes, there were backstabbing. Yes, Rob Palenka, he would look around and say, hey, where's Magic? Acting like Magic wasn't doing his job. It was the fact that Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, who I like. I like all those brothers. All those brothers are mad talented. They're going, I hope that they'll have incredible careers. But for this season, those 17 games when LeBron James was hurt, they didn't show up. They did not show up. And that's something that has to be said. It's got to be said. So that's my little part about Magic Johnson. Don't want to uh, spend the whole time on that. But I de- definitely wanted to getting some of that breaking news and give y'all some of my thoughts on that. My next topic is that the Tennessee Vaughn, the uh, Tennessee Lady Vows, they hired Kelly Harper, who actually won three championships, three peaks, I believe it was 95, 96, and 97. I believe that she won championships for the Lady Vols under Pat Summit. And uh, she's had an up and down career, but ever since she's been in, in Missouri State since 2013, she's been to the NCAA tournament uh, two times, and she's helped revise that uh, the organization. She actually won two games uh, this year in the tournament. So uh, good luck to uh, Kelly Harper, who actually was a former player of Pat Summit. Why not have a former player help push Tennessee past? The Elite Eight, which is what the previous coach, uh, the only time that she had success, and she actually lost to UCLA this year, the, the previous head coach. But I, I do hope that the Tennessee Va- uh, Lady Vows, not just the Tennessee Volunteers, they're called the Lady Volunteers. I hope that the Lady Volunteers do well under the direction of Kelly Harper. So now I want to get into the Women's Championship game. Now, I could be a little bit biased, but my real perspective on this is the women's game was better than the men's championship game. Yes, it was a close game at the end, but Jared Culver, he didn't show up like he should have. I think he's a good player. Um, I really hope that if he goes pro, that the best, the best of luck to him. God bless him. But DeAndre Hunter really stole the show. But... When it's specifically for the women, we had we had uh, Notre Dame, and then we had Baylor. And I look at these two teams, and I'm like, well, I'm picking Notre Dame. I had picked Notre Dame to win the championship because Notre Dame had five great players. They have they don't they don't have much of a bench now. They don't have much of a bench, but any one of their players, Jackie Young, Jessica Shepard, 
Marina Mabry, Enrique Ogunbowale, and and Turner, Brianna Turner. They get all of them, any one of them can score twenty plus. Okay, I used to say thirty, but then I look, then I'm like, okay, Brianna Turner, she give you twenty. I don't think she will give you thirty. She give you thirty on a on her best night. You know what I'm saying? She'll be a good pro, but I believe that she'll. You know what I mean? It, I say tw- everyone gives you 20 on the best night. No shot, no shots to Brianna Turner because she killed me on the court. I'm just saying when it comes to everyone else. But I would say I picked Notre Dame because I believe that they had five of the best players on the court. But I'll tell you what, Baylor really shocked me. There was a point in that game when it was 18 to 33, and I realized, wow. Notre Dame is about to get destroyed. There was a time period in that game where Notre Dame was just shell-shocked. I could not believe what I was seeing. I mean, Lauren Cox, Kalani Brown, Chloe Jackson, who was playing a position that she had never played her whole college uh, life. She was a shooting guard, and she's playing point guard in a national championship game, and she scores over 20 points. She was hitting everything, man. It was unbelievable. Lauren Cox was blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. Kalani, nobody can stop Kalani. That's a big woman, six foot seven, over 200 pounds. Ain't nobody, you got to double team that woman. She will take you to the rack and she'll just destroy you. And that's what she did. Now, it got a little close because Baylor lost their leader. They lost Lauren Cox when Jessica Shepard, she kind of pushed her. They don't talk about that on the media, though. Jessica Jessica Shepard kind of nut. She kind of put her elbow in her a little bit. And then Lauren Cox went and then she and she got pushed forward. And then Kalani Brown kind of stepped on her ankle and then her whole knee like shifted in a way that looked like her whole leg was broken. I mean, I was shocked. I was like, her whole leg was snapped. But I was glad that it was only a knee and it wasn't, she didn't have a broken leg. Thank God that it was not a broken leg. Um, But a knee is something serious. I really hope that Lauren Cox can still be the the type of player that she can be. The type of medicine that we have in today's era you can still somewhat have a career after that. But man, oh man, a knee is so vital when it comes to the game of basketball. I really, really hope that Lauren Cox get healed. But anyway, I would say that once Lauren Cox got injured, Notre Dame, they saw Baylor as a, as a weak horse, as an injured horse, a horse with three legs. And they were coming back. Chloe was fighting. Kalani was fighting. But the Notre Dame crew, Enrique Ogunbowale, Marina Mabry. So really, it was so it was Enrique in the first half. But it was Marina Mabry, hands down. Her sister, who was a former player, uh, was getting into her in the second half. And she was lighting it up from three. I mean, consistently. Bam, 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 bam. She was just shooting them. And I could not believe how close Baylor was to lose that game. And then uh, Nalisa uh, Smith, who was uh, the backup of Lauren Cox, she was playing well. She scored 14 points, but she got fouled out. Next thing you know, it went from 
a 13-point lead to a two-point lead to tie ball game to Chloe Jackson making a basket with 3.9 seconds left to make it 82-80. And then Enrique gets fouled. And here's the kicker. If Enrique Ogumbwale had made those two free throws, Notre Dame will be the, the 2019 Women's National Championship. But the best team won. Her missing that first field goal. It affected her and it affected Notre Dame to losing the championship. But if it was not for Lauren Cox's injury, Notre Dame would have gotten blown out. But I will say this, it was certainly entertaining. It was certainly interesting. And I cannot wait to see how Notre Dame's coach will handle the recruiting because all of all of her players are gone. Brianna Turner's gone. Jackie Young, she just declared herself. She foregoed her senior year to declare herself for the WNBA draft. And all the rest of them, I believe, are leaving. Enrique definitely is leaving because she's a senior. And I'm not sure about Marina Mabry, but I believe that she's a senior as well. Uh, she could possibly be a junior. But they're definitely losing a, a key bunch. So I just wonder how Notre Dame is, is going to is going to excel next year. But I have one shout out to Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey is an incredible coach for Baylor. Three national championships. She is an excellent coach. Outside of Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Gina Ariema, possibly Bill Self. We put a little John, no, she's better than John Calipari. And I love and I love John Calpar, especially when he's on the Kentucky. But you know what? Outside of Roy Williams, my Coach K, she is right there next to them. She deserves to be in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Period. She is an incredible coach. She's won two national championships when she was a player back in the day. Show that woman some respect. Show her the respect that you would to anyone, any man who won five championships in total. Three as a head coach, two as a player. Show Kim Moki the respect that she deserves. She is one of the best coaches this game has ever seen. And she just won another championship in dominating fashion. In a way where everybody's about the three, she used the twin tower method. She used the, she went outside the culture and she still won. She still won. She beat a team with five potential WNBA prospects. That's how great of a coach. She won the championship when her leader, when arguably her best, the second best player was out. You don't win championships when your best player or second best player goes out. But they still won. Because of the greatness on the court with Chloe Jackson, Kalani Brown, and the coaching of Kim Mulkey. Thank y'all for everyone listening. This is Let's Talk Sp- Tim. This is Let's Talk Sports with Tim McCain. Y'all have a great one.